0: Hello and welcome to the um Sports Podcast. It is Wednesday, December 8th, and this is Reagan back again. Uh, John is with me. How are you doing, John? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. Um, So, we get to continue our discussion from Monday, talking some NFL sports to start things off. We talked a little bit, I think we talked a little bit about Seattle last week. We're going to be talking about them today. Uh, Jamal Adams, injured. What is that going to do to Seattle's playoff hopes? And then we'll kind of transition over to the the situation in um, the Jaguars organization and kind of how Urban Meyer is handling James Robinson. So let's start with Jamal Adams. What do you you think of that uh, injury and how that's going to work into the playoffs or playoff hopes?
1: Yeah, I think, like you said, we mentioned this on on Monday, and we talked about the fact that Seattle doesn't have a whole lot of playoff hopes to begin with. Mm -hmm. So... But I do think it, it, it does kind of dash those playoff hopes a little bit, especially if the offense can't get anything going. Uh, if Russell Wilson keeps struggling the way he's been struggling with passing the football, some error throws, things of, uh, of that nature, and also they're still trying to find identity on both sides of the football, not a, not a great thing to ha- lose one of your um, best defensive pieces or arguably one of your best defensive pieces on uh, on your team. And so I think because of that, I think there's just really – the ground underneath Seattle is kind of just shifting right now. Uh, it seems like things are going to be kind of happening, happening over the next couple of uh, weeks, months, years. Um, probably new coaching staff coming in here shortly. Russell Wilson will probably be on the move if they can't turn things around. It just seems like it's just one thing after another, but in, in a bad way, not in a good way. And with this injury, I think it's just – it's not really all that surprising, honestly. It seems like it would be – Understandable that it would happen to Seattle, right? It's like yeah. Russell Wilson goes down, Jamal Adams goes down. It's they kind can't of the season they've out, had, so they can't figure out much of anything. So it's like, okay, yeah, it, it makes sense that this is gonna, this is what's gonna happen, especially the season they had last year. So, like I said, they've had like a 1.6 percent chance of making it to the playoffs. So I think this decreases it back down to that 0.9 percent chance that they had, but. Like I said, I think they'll win the next three games with or without Jamal Adams. If they lose to the Texans, we know something is very wrong with this team uh, that goes beyond a singular player. It goes to the whole team, the whole franchise. But I think it's the opportunity for uh, other players to step up defensively and show what they're worth. I think there's an opportunity there to fill that gap, kind of make things happen for them. But it's just one of those things that they really have to figure things out. I mean, regardless if they lose their defensive piece or not, they've got to figure things out, not even for this season, but for seasons to come because this can't be the way Seattle is going to be where the offense is really good and the defense is really good or neither of them are good at all on their ad record they are right now, which is the last few seasons for Seattle in kind of a nutshell. So they got to figure things out. They're losing opportunities to figure it out. Uh, I hope they figure it out because I've, I've been a Seahawks fan for most of my life at this point. But... Uh, I'm starting to have to switch over a little bit here this season, just because yeah. there's no chance for them to make it to the uh, the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Make it to the playoffs, like I said, they're going to get smacked by whoever plays them, regardless. Yep. Uh, even if I think it's the Arizona Cardinals, they could play them. It depends. I, I just don't th- see them making it to the hunt, and then through the hunt and into the t- and into this NFC jungle because there's so many good teams. Um, i mean ready to hunt you down and take you down take you out of the playoffs. so it's one of those things that even if they make it in it's not gonna be pretty but their chances to make it in are very very slim because the nfc like we mentioned before is one of the best divisions in football or conferences in football uh so they got to figure things out um like i said but obviously a big crusher for seattle fans that were hoping that this season could be different and that could turn things around i say that that, that got dashed and destroyed today
0: yeah. yeah that's a really interesting thing for them and um it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they come to next season as, like what their coaching is gonna be if that changes at all, where Russell Wilson may or may not end up. So it'll be interesting to monitor that into the next season. Um let's switch gears, like I mentioned, Jaguars. So I was reading this story and it's Urban Myers. He benches James Robinson early in the game, he doesn't come back for a while. Um kind of the it was kinda of weird the language that they were using and how there were different accounts of what happened. I'm not really even sure what like really who to believe on that front? What do you make of that situation?
1: Yeah, he, I think it was a fumble that he had early in the game, and then he really didn't come back against the Rams. I, and I watched that game uh, live, and also just as a re, as a record or as a recording, just kind of see what happened. But it's one of those things. He's treating Urmiers treating it like college, where if a player plays bad, you just bring in the next piece because you have a bunch of them. This is the NFL where players can't just do on a play like that. That you can't just hold them out for possession after possession because all they're thinking about is that fumble and how they wish they never fumbled it and how are they ever to get back on the field to redeem themselves how is this going to look for the uh, workload to coming up all this stuff is just probably cycling cycling through their head his head while sitting on the bench and he can't do that in the NFL level especially with James Robinson in the production that he's had for the Jaguars over the last few years after not being uh, going undrafted and coming in and really making strides Uh, not only for fantasy teams, but for the Jaguars in and of itself. And just to be that way with a fumble, like I understand you're trying to turn around a franchise and you're trying to make a winning team, but you can't bring things like that into the NFL that are college type plays where they'll take a player out and have him sit for a while because they've got like 80 pieces that they're, or 80 players that are pieces that they're trying to put into a puzzle. You have a, like a strict amount of players that you can play Mm -hmm. that are, that are starter ready on the roster, all that and especially like a guy with James Robinson that has a lot of uh, upside and ha- shows that he can make a lot of good plays. One fumble should not be a big deal. I get it. You're playing the Rams, and you want to beat them, but you're not going to beat them with the type of offense that you have. James Robinson is the workhorse of that ob- uh, offense, and you need him to be on in-, in every play. And I didn't understand why they didn't have him. Like I was watching the game. They put Carlos Hyde in. They put yeah. all these guys in. We're like,
0: where's James Robinson? Because yeah. he's the workhorse. And that was what I was reading, and— so Urban Meyer apparently said in an interview that hit was it because of an injury, and then he was asked why that Robinson came back after the injury to play a couple minutes in the last last few minutes of the game, and he just said that's a good question. So he clearly it's like weird it's dodging really, the question. It was weird.
1: It's not really an injury because we watch him on the sideline. He's just chewing right. on his mouth
0: guard. Like yeah.
1: let me in. It's like so if, it's he's a strange injured, thing. if he's injured, he's either going to be in the blue tent in the locker room, right, or talking to a a, right, a staff or some portion. Of time is on the bench, yeah. Unless, of course, it's just an injury that you and him are just talking about right before the game. He's like, hey, by the way, I'm injured. <laughs> and You're like, okay, and then we're gonna let you play, but if you fumble, I'm gonna take you out for a while right. because you're injured. But there's no evidence of that. I I just think he's trying to cover it up. Yeah, there's nothing against Meyer. Uh Meyer has been a really good college coach for a while. I don't know if the NFL was the right step for him mm-hmm. uh, in this kind of stepping stone, but he's been taking a lot of fire. <laughs> I mean, ever yeah. since he joined the league, uh, he's probably just trying to dodge. Dodge something here, yeah. because if he was injured, it would have come out by now. There's just the, the media is so on top of things that mm-hmm. they have they have story. I mean, I just look at I look at scroll to Twitter all the time to find posts and whatnot. I see all the stuff that's coming out, and if that was the case, I would have seen a story by now. Yeah, but sure. I mean, it's just one of those things. You, you got to make sure you're playing in an NFL mindset. These guys are getting paid a lot of money. They're 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 vet, they're the best of the best. They're on the roster for a reason. You got to play them. He's the best running back you could ask for. I mean, seriously, this guy is so good being an undrafted guy. It's basically a steal they got him for. But you can't let them... I think the biggest part of the story is the fact that you can't let him stew for that long. Because you let him stew for that long, eventually he's going to start kind of just... He's going to be so ingrained in his mind about about that play... Um, and that, and he's going to think that's why that's happening because he doesn't know of any injury. Right. Um, so he's just going to be thinking about that and you're going to end up ruining the kid. If you do that to him too much Mm -hmm. that he's thinking about every single issue that he's done, that's a problem. I mean, you saw in the Patriots game against the bills where, um, what was his name? Number one on the Patriots, uh, the ball barely grazed his face mask on a punt return and the bills got it. And he was on the sideline because, obviously, you can't go back in. On, you're not a defensive player. But mm-hmm. he, he kind of sat there, and then guys were coming around him to like support him. And then he went back on the football field, and he played again. Obviously, he didn't complete another pass because they were running the football. And as everyone knows, he only completed or only uh, did three t- pass attempts. So he, he wasn't getting the ball back. But he came back on the field, and he got more opportunities to play. you got to let players... Eat. you're to let him kind of come back in because just in life, we all know this, that if you think about something too long, you start getting lost in your own thoughts and you're going to play bad because you're like, I can't fumble this. I can't fumble this. I can't fumble this. Right. And then eventually you fumble it again. But yeah. yeah, I just think, I just think maybe they'll give Meyer another year. I don't know. Based uh, yeah, off this know. new rule that they came out with. I saw today that like, if, if you tell a coach that he's fired or is going to be fired after the season, you can start interviewing coaches earlier than you used to be able to. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that will be something that the Jacksonville Jaguars look into. Uh, there's a lot of coaches that I think will stick around, I think, or might will probably get another couple seasons to try to figure things out. But this has to leave his coaching, just like any rookie that's moving into his second year if he sticks around for that long. They've got they got to get rid of some stuff and keep some of the good parts, and he's definitely going to have to get rid of these certain attributes to be a really good NFL coach. Because very few coaches have been able to win at the college level and the nfl level yeah uh, harbaugh it's i think it's, it's jim harbaugh yeah jim harbaugh harbaugh that actually won in the nfl the john harbaugh uh, or is it john yeah okay john harbaugh that w- uh, won in um won for the 49ers and got to the playoffs and also went into the uh, playoffs as an ncaa coach he's the only guy that's ever done it so it's not easy <laughs> to do both um so we'll see no, no you're now. right jim harbaugh no you're right that's what i thought okay. yeah <laughs> But it's, yeah, it's not easy to get, to get those types of wins and we'll see exactly how it's going to work out. Erwin Meyer has been linked to a lot of different, uh, college head coaching jobs as opportunities for him. And he's like, no, I'm going to stick around here. Uh, we'll, we'll see if, if, I mean, there's going to be a constant opportunities to get another, uh, college head coaching job, especially with all the shuffle and stuff. Maybe he'll jump back into that train or that boat. I'm sure Ohio State would be more than happy to let him back on (laughs) the coaching staff in some way or another. But, uh, yeah, we'll see exactly how the, how everything kind of shakes up and goes down. Uh, we might be actually at the Jacksonville-Tennessee game this weekend, which would be kind of fun
0: to go to. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. All right, so as the NFL season is coming to the playoffs and we're looking more and more towards who's going to be the great matchup in the Super Bowl, what do you think of Bucks? Bucks are my team. Bucks Patriots. We get to see Belichick and Brady in the Super Bowl again, but on, on different teams this time. What do you think the chances are that those two teams play? Oh, I think it's at this point.
1: I think it's pretty high, because NFC. You you probably second this just because you're a Tampa fan, and you, you, mm-hmm. I I think they'll destroy the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I think they'll beat the the. Um, the Green Bay Packers, mm-hmm. any team that they play, I think they won't have too much of a problem with. And if they do have a problem with it, Tom Brady will come in the second half and absolutely destroy that team and end yep. up winning the game by either Combat a touchdown or, or whatever. That We saw that countless times in his whole career. You don't even need to point to a certain game because it's happened like 40 times. So there's plenty of times that Tom Brady has done this. So it's not even really a question of if they'll win and go to the Super Bowl, but when and how that will go down with the patriots the patriots that division is wide open like the nfc it seems structured like here's the good teams you got the cardinals there uh, you got the cardinals you got the bucks you got the green bay packers maybe the cowboys things of that nature but then you got on the afc side you got the chiefs the bills the browns the ravens maybe the Tennessee titans and also and then, and then yeah, the yeah that's uh, crazy
0: the oh gosh the
1: patriots but right now, Patrick Holmes is struggling. Yep. Right now, the Bills can't find their identity after losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right now, the Ravens are throwing four interceptions in one game. And right now, the Browns can't figure out anything that's going on because they're still trying to kind of create that winning culture. And then all of a sudden, you look, you look up, and you're like, "Wait, Belichick is the still winning coach. Right. He just needs a good quarterback like Matt Jones." And he's pulling away. He's nine and four in this AFC division that's just kind of you know crumbling a little bit. So I think it's very high that these teams face off in the Super Bowl. But when that happens, who wins? Because when you think about it, Belichick knows everything about Tom Brady. And Tom Brady knows everything about Belichick, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Because they've been together for 20 years. Or, yeah, it was 20 years, 20 seasons, something like that. A very long time. So they know each other extremely well. And so, I mean, they're going to be knowing what they like, what they dislike, how they're going to be throwing, all the stuff that they've been sharing over all these years. So if they play, that's going to be, like, the biggest game ever. Just think about how big... The last game that they played, Tom Brady, yep. Belichick was a huge game. In the Super Bowl, that's just It'd gonna be, be a wild game. The media's gonna eat that up yep. because th- there's no reason not to. And I would also be eating that up because that yeah. could take a whole podcast in and of itself. Yeah, with we'd all love that to history, see that. all that. But it just makes sense that that would happen at this point, right? That that that's what that's what goes down, right? Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl and then. Belichick's like, wait, what about me? I'm still good. Let's go ahead and just get in here. Matt Jones has been really impressive. You know, you had to be really impressive to be able to only throw uh, two or three passes, complete two of them, and still win the football (laughs) game. That takes a tremendous amount of skill. And also, what is Buffalo thinking? They're not passing the football. Why are we not selling out to destroy the run? Because at this point, the winds are 55 miles an hour. The kicks are going 20 yards. Sometimes just. Uh, extra points blowing way off to the side. Yep. No way you're going to really complete a pass. You guys can't complete a pass. Why aren't we still not to destroy <laughs> the run? Like the like the Patriots were doing a little bit. But the Patriots' offense and defensively is so consistent and so well put together. It's amazing. And the Bucks are getting healthy. Richard Sherman, I saw, could be coming back here shortly. He's uh, able to practice again. So they're starting to get healthy. This is revving up to be uh, Patriots, uh, Bucks Super Bowl. But it, more importantly, it's like a Bel- Belichick... Tom Brady it's a Brady's, kind of yep. thing, mm-hmm. right? Because of kind of what, what's going down here and all that stuff. I think it's, I think it's just going to be kind of, it would be fascinating to watch these two guys coach on opposing sidelines because I mean, or not coach play uh, on opposing sidelines because yes, they've been together for so long, but to show like they're both good in their own right, because the whole conversation was, was Belichick good or was Tom Brady good? Right. It was that conversation yep. of who is the Patriots way, but I just think it's it's there's a good coach and there's a good quarterback. They're both good in their own right and that's what we're seeing. Tom Brady or Bill Belichick could turn a first-year guy like Mac Jones into a possible Super Bowl contender with this right. team. And Tom Brady can turn a struggling uh, franchise like the Bucks and turn him into a winning contender. <clears throat> Bang, they're done. They they're, they're going to be automatic. As soon as he came to that team, everyone was counting on them to get into the Super Bowl because what else do you expect from Tom Brady, right? But yeah. I just think, yeah, I think it's very likely. I don't unless some of these teams in the FC are going to turn things around very quickly. Th- things aren't looking very helpful for them, uh, especially the Bills. I mean, Bills were pretty decent last year. I think they've just—I don't know what happened. They just seem like they've tanked all of a sudden, right? Yeah. But I think, like, I think what's going to end, end up happening is it could be a Belichick or like a Patriots, maybe Ravens, uh, AFC Championship game. Right now, I just don't know because it's not Patrick Mahomes' fault altogether with all these picks that he's getting because seven of his interceptions have hit wide receivers in the hands. Travis Kelsey has done this yeah, they're countless not times. They just what they
0: were last year the year before. They've been kind of
1: falling off the rail a little bit, but I, I, I don't want to count them out too early, but I don't... I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and predict it right now, okay? I think it's going to be a Patriots-Ravens AFC championship, and I'm still going with the Rams. I'm not going to change it at this point. I think they just need to Tighten things up a little bit, a few screws here and there, and I think it's going to be a Bucks rams and then I think the Patriots and the Bucs are going to meet in the Super Bowl. That's my prediction for what's coming up in the next four or five weeks because the NFL season is coming to a close quite rapidly, and then we get the fun football, which is yep. the football in De- uh, end of December, early January, February. That's the best time to watch some football. Um and obviously we'll be watching a lot of basketball and we'll talk about that in a few minutes but yep. I just think those are kind of I, see, I I could go on all day about all this. Yeah. I would
0: love to see that game as the Super Bowl game would be it'd be something.
1: It'd be a lot of fun. That just I mean the, the 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 buzz that was around last time the Bucks went to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. at home was huge. Yeah. This is like another level because this is these are the this is like a rivalry that no one knew existed right because belichick and tom brady were uh, together for so long now it's a big
0: rivalry everyone's
1: like prove yourself prove yourself right that's fascinating to watch
0: yeah it'd be really really cool all right let's talk a little basketball a team that's really fun to watch in the nba is the Warriors and we were talking about this? Could the Warriors be the most fun team to watch? I know they're like the they're the best team right now in the NBA. I think based on their record, uh, they're tied with the Suns. At okay, point, yeah. and they've got Steph Curry, which is just amazing to watch. He I, he has to be. That's my favorite player in the NBA to watch. Is Steph Curry? The, the, the way he does <laughs> three pointers is insane. What do you think? You think they're the think they're the best? Like, do you, what do you think their chances are going into this season? After the play-in tournament
1: last season, we knew that the, the Warriors were something special because of the way that they were handling themselves and conducting themselves. Obviously, a bad ref game at the end took their playoff hopes and threw it in the garbage. But I was watching this game like knowing Curry was good, but... I mean, and also knowing some of the pieces around him were very good, but the defense that this team plays at, the way they're able to hustle back after doing double teams and make sure no one was open for very long, yes, they're able to still splash down some shots, but how fast paced they're playing! Mm-hmm. They're moving up and down the court like they're like they're middle or high schoolers playing middle schoolers. Like they're destroying. I mean, they always find the open guy. They're knocking down threes left and right. They're playing great defense, getting tons of steals, hustling up and down the court. Curry's hitting logo threes, threes from all all <laughs> over the court. I mean, there was one play where he walks. He, there's about 1.1 seconds left. He he gets the ball. He's dribbling up the court. You know, you have to hurry because 1.1 seconds isn't very long. Right. He launches it at about midcourt and then basically just turns around and walks the other way. He's like, yep, that's going in. Oh, my gosh. And then he's like – and then it, it doesn't even look like he's surprised him. He doesn't even know what goes in. He just turns around and walks away. He's like, yep, that's, that's it. And it was a buzzer beater, uh, right before the end of the quarter. It's just the way he plays; is fascinating. Like his yep. his form from deep, he can just launch it from anywhere. And you're like, yeah, it wouldn't be surprising if it went in, but I'm be like, wow, it went in, right? So, and then they still have got to get Clay Thompson back, who hasn't played in forever for this team. So this team looks very dangerous in the way they play. Their chemistry is very good. Their defense is very good. And then they have the ability to shoot threes from every single one of their players. Every single one of their players can make a great three point play. But they also play defense at their end of the court. They're young, but they're really, really hungry. Yep. They want that. They did not like the way it ended last season for them, and they're not going to let it end like that again for them. I think the the Suns are. Tw- uh, they're both. I think twenty and four. I think they're. I think the uh, Warriors are playing the Trailblazers. Who the Trailblazers need to fix things up. They need to fix it up. Soon. Pronto. Because they're struggling. The Lakers are also struggling. We mentioned it before. Stay healthy. They'll be fine. Don't. And they're going to have some struggles. They've had their ups and downs with, with health, and they're now, I think, like 13 and 12. So, that shows the difference between 20 and 4 and 13 and 12. Very, very different records. But I just think with this Warriors team, I think they can go far. And I don't even think they're going to be in the playing tournament this year. I think they're just going to be straight into the playoffs. I don't think they'll have to wait in that whole little playoff thing or play – what is it? Like the playing bracket and they're going to win those games, all that stuff. I think they're just going to get in there on their own right and they're just going to play. But it's just – I think it's a large part to do with Curry. I think – He's just one of the best basketball players in the league. I think he might be the best
0: basketball player in the league right now. I know. Right that's now. what I think. hes It's so amazing to watch him do his thing. I mean, it, it, he
1: can make a play from anywhere. And it's not just that he's good from three. He's good from inside the paint, yep. outside the paint, free throws, guarding, stealing, passing, assisting. He's good at all of it. He's And when he's off the court, his teammates still play well. So they're, very, they're not just a one-hit wonder as the Lakers are where they have only one good squad and everyone else is not so great. They have everyone, and they they're deep, and that's kind of weird to say because the NBA is not a very big roster. We uh, I think we talked about that before, but just their ability to play the game of basketball and the excitement that they have. Like they seem really excited every time they get on the court and they're playing. They just they want to start off with a bunch of threes. They don't want to start off in the paint making plays. They want to start off making the splashy plays and then yep. work their way down a little bit, but against the orlando magic which is the game we're talking about here they were playing at such a high speed that they were able to pull pull ahead on the magic for a while and then they start to crawl back but by that time they're up like 23 points and it's like okay we're not getting back because they're not showing any signs of slowing down i didn't even watch the whole game because i'm like i see why they lost by so much yeah this this is pretty self-explanatory here um unless someone figures out how to stop uh curry from getting those threes, which is near impossible because you can't just truck the dude, right? It's not right. the NFL. So you just got to kind of – you got to double-team him, but when you double-team him, someone else is wide open. They can also make a play. So that's the type of team that's super dangerous. They can make plays with anybody, and that's the Warriors right now. And I'm excited to watch more of this type of basketball because, I mean, I got to also branch off into some other teams for this podcast, but I'm going to be watching a lot of Warriors basketball. So if this podcast turns into a Warriors basketball, uh, basketball segment, let me know I can try to change that <laughs> but I think yeah it's a lot of fun to watch them yeah
0: they're great yeah that's a it's just a great team it's a good group of guys and like you said they're hungry and I think it's going to be an exciting season for them going from this point on all right our last topic to cover uh it's just a really cool stat um Brady and Gronkowski have been playing together for a very long time um got a post on MES sports and they are the second most com- like second most completions qb wide receiver right is that yeah. the combo duo and they're going for the record they're only like like 22 passes behind the record so they're definitely going to get that record. i think it's touchdown passes right is it touchdown passes yeah, i believe so okay so they're just, like also an amazing duo to do it um great chemistry between those two guys It's so much fun to watch them play yeah for sure yeah, I,
1: it was really smart by um, Tom Brady to be like, Let, get get Gronkowski trade for him. Do some, would yeah. do whatever you have to do because he's gonna help us win. He's like, and the Arians like, we kind of just blindly believed in. we right? like, okay, it's Tom Brady. He, he's trustworthy. Let's go ahead and do it. And they they ended up signing him. Um, and I think that's just that was a really heads up play by Tom Brady to sign it because yep. out of all the guys they brought, he brought with him, and there's a lot of guys he brought with him that are really good. But all the guys he brought with him, I think Gronkowski is the single like I think he's doing the most for this team out of everybody as a collective group. Yes, there are certain games that playoff Lenny did better than Tom, or Gronkowski did, but at, what he's bringing to the table week in and week out, I think, is unmatched by some of the other guys. Uh, on the roster because of the chemistry that they have. Yep. I mean, uh, uh, last week when they were playing against the Land of Falcons, Tom Brady simply had to hit his uh, uh, hip in order for Gronkowski to be like, okay, here's where he's going to throw the football. This is where I've got to run. Let's do it. Because Tom Brady didn't even look at him. He just tapped his wrist for Gronkowski looked over. <laughs> he's like, ah, gotcha, yep. gotcha, gotcha. I'm going to go ahead and do this now. And then it was perfectly thrown. Everything was executed brilliantly. They know what each other is thinking. And that's why they're such a dangerous duo. And that's why they will smash that record.
0: Yep, and that's what makes it <coughs> great, too, is that they're, they're in each other's heads the whole game. Yeah, absolutely. All right, it was fun. We're going to wrap up this episode, the Wednesday episode of the MES Sports Podcast. We'll be back on Friday um, talk about some more sports and uh, sports news around the NFL, NBA. It was fun doing it. Yeah, it was fun. Yep, and we'll see you on Friday. See ya. God bless.